If Peter Backus's story has persuaded you to be a bit more flexible in your criteria, your next step is to figure out how to attract the object of your desire. Choosing a partner is one of the most important decisions you'll make in your lifetime. So much of your future happiness rests on whom you pick to settle down with. And there are surely a number of things that we'd all like to find in a partner. A willingness to compromise, an ability to provide for you and your family, someone who's warm and forgiving and supportive. But if these are the really important traits, have you ever wondered why we're all so obsessed with how hot a person is? Plump lips and big biceps might be nice to look at now, but they won't be much help at four o'clock in the morning when your baby's diaper needs changing, or in 60 years' time when your catheter bag needs replacing. And yet, we've been preoccupied by beauty since the dawn of civilization. Is it possible that people in every society have tricked themselves into thinking that something as frivolous and transient as beauty is what's most important? Or, given how pervasive the theme of beauty has been throughout history, perhaps there's something more subtle at play. Scientists, mathematicians and psychologists have dedicated considerable brain power over the centuries to the pursuit of defining the elusive essence of beauty. Although many of these ideas are based more in science than mathematics, it's worth knowing what you're up against in the fight for affection, and why beauty does go more than skin deep. But I wouldn't quite advocate running out and buying yourself a new face just yet. Later in the chapter, we'll discuss how we can exploit the rules of human perception to make ourselves more attractive without going under the knife. A universal rule of beauty. Hot or not debates are only interesting because people see beauty differently. But there are a lucky few, mainly in Hollywood, whose faces are so beautiful they seem to be able to unite opinion on their looks. There must be some basic criteria that we can all agree on. And if we all subconsciously understand these rules, it should be easy to define what it is that makes those faces stand out. Some people believe that we've already arrived at the definitive answer to what makes a person beautiful and claim that it lies in a mathematical concept called the golden ratio. If you haven't heard of the golden ratio, it's an irrational number approximately equal to 1.618-03399 and so on, and usually denoted by the Greek letter phi. Its definition comes from geometry, but it's been found to apply in everything from the number of petals on a flower to the population growth of rabbits. It's also repeatedly been linked to human beauty. You may have heard it said that the perfect face should have a mouth that's 1.618 times larger than the base of the nose, eyebrows that are 1.618 times wider than the eyes, and so on. On the face of it, this might seem like it makes sense. Eyes that are too far apart or practically touching might not fit into most people's definition of beauty. And applying the golden ratio to human faces does produce seemingly persuasive results. Dr. Stephen Marquard, a plastic surgeon, has even developed a golden ratio mask that he uses as a guide to help him design surgical intervention for his more facially challenged patients. The mask has been overlaid on the faces of famously beautiful women like Angelina Jolie and Elizabeth Taylor, all of whom were seen to have characteristics which conform to the mask. Linking beauty to the golden ratio is a neat theory that you'll find espoused in numerous beauty blogs and YouTube videos. There's just one problem. It isn't good science. Real science is about trying as hard as you can to disprove your own theories. The more you try and fail to prove yourself wrong, the more evidence there is to suggest that what you're saying is right. 
As much as I'd like beauty to be defined by a single number, I'm afraid that trawling through thousands of faces and measuring every possible ratio until you find something that fits your theory just isn't science. The problem with using the golden ratio to define human beauty is that if you're looking hard enough for a pattern, you'll almost certainly find one, especially if you're prepared to be a little bit loose with your definitions. How do you decide where the start of your ear is, or the point at which your nose definitively ends? And how do you do this to a degree of accuracy of five or more decimal places in your golden ratio measurement? Perhaps there will come a time when somebody does find a good reason why the human body has a thing for this number. But until then, as Stanford University mathematician Keith Devlin puts it, the golden ratio as a definition for beauty...